sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. It is God's word that changes us. Alleluia. Amen. That's our gospel acclamation that we're singing each Sunday. Listen now for the gospel. Alleluia. It is God's word that changes us. Alleluia. Amen. Uh, May it be so is what amen means. May it be so. Will you pray with me? God, let your word take life in us. Let it shape us and mold us. Let it lift us up when we're down. Let your word nudge us when we're in a rut. Let it change us. Give us new life and change us from the inside. Amen. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. This text is for today, and it has been used in all sorts of ways. (laughs) It's been used to to argue that we shouldn't have to pay taxes by some. Can you see why? You know, pay no allegiance to Caesar is what Jesus is saying, one might interpret. It's been used by others to argue that we certainly should pay taxes, that this offers us a model of civility in living harmoniously in both the worldly realm and the religious realm. That's how Luther used this passage in his time when people wanted to rebel violently against the powers of that time. Unfortunately, Jesus doesn't answer the Pharisees' question about money directly. I believe mostly that's because the Pharisees weren't asking it as a stewardship question on their Pledge Sunday during Stewardship Month. They had different intentions. I'll remind you that this was Holy Week when this conversation took place. Jesus is just days away from his crucifixion. He's he's entered into Jerusalem. He's been going back and forth with the Pharisees all week. Uh, we've been on those texts all month, and uh, and here he is just days away, and they are trying to trap him. And they knew that they could with either answer that he gave. If Jesus says, uh, give everything to God... Well, then they've got him on treason. If Jesus says, give everything to Caesar, well, then they've got him on blasphemy. So I'm not sure actually how directly helpful this text is for Stewardship Month or for Pledge Sunday, even though I know it's about money. But Jesus isn't giving any clear-cut answers here. There are places that are clear-cut about money in the Bible (laughs) from Jesus. I mean, just verses before here, uh, well, chapters, two chapters before here, Jesus says very plainly, um, you know, they say, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He says, go, sell your possessions, give the money to who? The poor, and then come and follow me. Jesus said a lot about money. That's just one example all through the Gospels. And then there's this passage in the book of Acts where those who don't give a percentage of their income are accused of stealing from God, (laughs) which is a continuation of an overarching theme throughout the scriptures and particularly throughout the Old Testament. Um, We don't read those on Pledge Sunday, (laughs) but it's important to name it, to to show it. We we read Jesus' words, but, but, um, but there's some blunt words about money. 
Uh, this text today isn't so blunt. Rather, it leads us to understandings and insights about offering money in more indirect and, frankly, more grace-filled ways. In this text, there's not a straight answer for us on, on how much to give. Rather, we're offered two things that I'd like to suggest. First, we're offered an idea about intentions. And secondly, we're led once again to a beautiful conclusion that all our, quote, I put our in quotes, all our money and our, in quotes, stuff is actually God's. Beautiful conclusion. So um, I want to just talk about those two ideas. The first, um, I think the gospel story today raises for us the question of intentions when we talk about money. The Pharisees had intentions when they asked Jesus about money. As you consider what to write, or as you considered what to write or not to write on your pledge card here for 2024, and I'm talking to members of Bethlehem. If you're not a member or visitor uh, or listening in uh, from outside, I, I'd encourage you to go, go to where you worship and make your pledge there. But, but here today we're pledging. This is part of the life of the church. As you considered this past week and maybe this, hopefully this whole month, you know, I encourage this whole month to be a time of, of pledging, you know, praying about what you're going to bring forward on this day, October 22nd. As you considered what to write on that pledge card, how to fill that card out, what were the intentions behind the questions that you might have had? Were the questions something like, why am I being asked to make a financial pledge to this church again? What might be the intentions behind that kind of a question? Sometimes I think just the tone of voice is a giveaway uh, to our intentions. How about this? Who else has given this much, I wonder? Hmm? I wonder if I'm the biggest percentage giver in this congregation. Or why can't others give more? I'm doing this. Why can't the others do this? <laughs> or Bethlehem seems to be doing fine. Do they even need my little bit? I mean, I can't give a lot. Do they even need my little bit? Or what will I get if I make a pledge this big? Or what will I not get? If I make this smaller pledge, <laughs> see, tone of voice, are those questions born out of mistrust, anger, bitterness, fear, or a way to trap, way to get off the hook, way to put somebody else on the hook? That's like the Pharisees. Or... And this is what I love in churches, you find people. Are our questions around money and what to offer, what to pledge for the coming year born of something else? Joy and peace. Trust in the abundance of God's love and grace. That's a different set of questions as you fill out your pledge card. How might God use me? How can I make a pledge that is an expression of my indescribable thankfulness to God for all God has given me. 
What are the intentions behind that kind of a question? Or what's God got in store for us here at Bethlehem as I bring forward this portion of God's amazing abundance? It's a different tone of voice, isn't it? Pledging is really a chance to reflect on yourself, right? I mean, that's I've been trying to make that the message all through this Stewardship Month. To look in the mirror, to look at your own life and consider God's goodness, God's presence in many and various ways. Maybe that sounds obvious. But pledging once again this year, it's not about looking at the church or determining whether a larger or smaller sum is appropriate for the church for this year. It's about looking at yourself and considering God's grace and abundance in your life and responding in joy. Pledging at your central place of worship, I like to say your local altar, whether that's here at Bethlehem or somewhere else, pledging at your place of worship during stewardship season is ultimately a gift for you, not a gift to the church. It's a gift to you. It is an opportunity for each of us to pause and reflect and make a statement about how much we trust in God. Whenever our acolyte lifts up that plate every Sunday at the offering time, you know, that's always a symbol for me. God, this is how much we trust in you. This is the gift to make this statement. Are your intentions and your questions around money and giving born out of distrust and fear, anger, or the need to trap or control? Or are they born out of joy and peace and trust and thanksgiving? Or friends, maybe you're somewhere in the middle. I can relate to that. You want to have your questions born out of joy and peace, but feeling stuck in fear and distrust, distrust of institutions or people, maybe even distrust of God, and secretly, perhaps, angry about it all. Siblings in Christ, God is with us in our bitterness and resentment, in our mistrust and our anger. God is with us, nudging us, holding us, comforting and challenging us as the Holy Spirit guides us into new realms of joy and thanksgiving. I, I used to say that I hated stewardship time in the life of the church as a pastor, having to talk about money and giving and a lot, how hard that is and and then I'd even drag other pastors in with me and make blanket statements like, we all hate this, trust me, folks, you know. <laughs> That's not true. I know plenty of pastors who like to talk about these kinds of things. And, and happily, um, amazing stories that we can tell about God's abundance. I've certainly experienced a sort of evolution in my talking about money and stewardship. It's a joy to be able to proclaim and bear witness to the fact that you are being invited to offer up one of this earthly life's greatest treasures, your money. I, 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 it's a joy to be able to say, just um, 
that's a gift to be able to talk about that. This day and this text is a gift, Stewardship Month. Jesus talking about give to Caesar what is Caesar's and God what is God's. It all brings us back to that blessed conclusion. And that prayer that we say every Sunday, we joyfully release what you've entrusted to us, what you've first given us, ourselves, our time, and our money. Signs of your gracious love, receive them. Friends in Christ, it all belongs to God. All that we have comes from God. All that we have belongs to God. And what we offer with joyful and thankful hearts is just a faithful token of that fact. It's actually not our money. It's all God's money. It's all God's stuff. It's all God's in the first place. Giving in this way is all wrapped up in thanksgiving. I'll just finish by, by sharing that. Maybe some of you have heard me share this story before, but, but you know, Heather and I are always tithers to whatever church we belong to. We just move the decimal. We're taught at a very early age how to do that, how to figure out what 10% is. So it's always been something that we've practiced, but uh, in the last congregation, we have this capital campaign. The church votes to do this add-on, and... Um, we were, Heather and I were really worried about how we could give above and beyond our tithe. I was, I was sweating it. I wanted to be a model for the congregation, but I didn't have the kinds of funds that we needed to impress everybody with a leading gift. And uh, we were working with this wonderful campaign consultant. His name is Pastor Phil Wrights. He was down from Seattle. We were in San Diego at that time. And and I was telling him about this and, and kind of confess like a confession. I said, I'm, I'm really embarrassed. I can't give more. He said, Dan, you are missing the Thanksgiving part in all this. Whatever you put down on that pledge card, he said, do it with Thanksgiving. Say a prayer of Thanksgiving. Stewardship is taught, you see. Faith is taught. Proportional giving is taught. And living in Thanksgiving giving is also taught. None of this is natural. It is learned. The best way to learn it is to try it, to practice it, to live in it. And friends, Christ is our teacher who offered him his whole self, who gave us everything, who blessed us richly and is blessing us still, who is loving us still, who is with us now, no matter what we give or don't give. Christ is with us, right here with us, in the midst of the chaos of this life, of this world, in the midst of the violence that is all around us and that is overseas, in the midst of the sickness and the sorrow that many of us are experiencing, in the midst of confusion and fear, in the midst of grief and loss. Christ is right here. Thanks be to God. May that peace that passes all human understanding keep you, friends. Keep your heart and your mind in faith, in hope, in gratitude, and in joy. This Pledge Sunday and always. Amen. Let it be so. Amen.
Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now. And remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. Evangelical. That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, start over. (laughs) Okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You're good at it.